This is Parents' Rights Now. The answer is you. Train. Speak. Change. Parents and allies standing together. Millions of voices speaking as one. Stop messing with our kids. It ends here. Hey, everybody. This is the week of May 8th. And we are in the last week of campaigning for school board positions in the state of Oregon. We're busy. We're busy with endorsements and get out the vote efforts right now. So today's topic is going to be all about school board races, why they're important, why it's important that we support good candidates, and what kind of power do school boards have? Well, that's the whole point. They do have power. And those who have never been involved in the election process are astounded how much work it is and how mean the other side can be. Everything from stealing or destroying campaign signs to outright slander applies to these contests. Candidates have called me saying they want to die, or I would never have done this had I known. Well, these are folks who vowed they would stand up for their convictions and nothing could deter them. Now, please know that a political race is never personal. It sure feels personal, though, doesn't it? Because your values are under attack. But those attacks are because of your stand not you personally. So what does it mean to take a stand? Well, for me, that means to decide exactly when enough is enough. And where will I draw the line? It's about principle, not compromises. The left has no intention of stopping until they have full control. When you open the door to compromise, it is the beginning of a slippery slope to the loss of individual freedom and rights. In my research today for this episode, I ran across a great analogy. It is a uh, Maxine cartoon, and it's titled, Take Down the Bird Feeder. John Wagner is the inspiration. He, He does the illustrations and came up with this analogy. I bought a bird feeder. I hung it on my back porch and I filled it with seed. What a beauty of a bird feeder it is. And I filled it lovingly with seed. Within a week, we had hundreds of birds taking advantage of the continuous flow of free and easily accessible food. Then the birds started building nests in the boards of the patio, above the table and next to the barbecue. Then came the poop. It was everywhere on the patio tile, the chairs, the table, everywhere. Then some of the birds turned mean. They would dive bomb me and try to peck me even though I had fed them out of my own pocket. And other birds were boisterous and loud. They sat on the feeder and squawked and screamed at all hours of the day and night and demanded that I fill it when it got low on food. After a while, I couldn't even sit on my own back porch anymore. So I took down the bird feeder, and in three days, the birds were gone. 
I cleaned up their mess and took down the many nests they had built all over the patio. Soon, the backyard was like it used to be, quiet, serene, and no one demanding their rights to a free meal. Hmm, now let's see. Our government gives out free food, subsidized housing, free medical care, and free education, and allows anyone born here to be an authentic citizen. Then the illegals came by the tens of thousands. Suddenly, our taxes went up to pay for free services. Small apartments are housing five families. You have to wait six hours to be seen by an emergency room doctor. Your child's second grade class is behind other schools because over half the class doesn't speak English. Cornflakes now come in a bilingual box. I have to press one to hear my bank talk to me. And people waving flags other than Old Glory are squawking and screaming in the streets, demanding more rights and free liberties. Just my opinion, but maybe it's time for the government to take down the bird feeder. Do you get the point? This analogy can easily be applied to school boards, can it? Your opponent will do whatever it takes to keep you from gaining their seat. But once you win, you may be compelled to hold it without much ability to achieve your goals until the next election. Here's the reason. Unless you have a majority of like-minded individuals on your board, your power is limited. So you might be wondering, why this seems to be a new revelation. Young parents are just learning about the school board. They weren't aware of the policy changes in just the last five to 10 years, taking away their rights and mandating curriculum without their input. Maybe some earlier board members did not anticipate the radical implications of their decisions. My belief is the role of education has been stretched out of control to the point we no longer have educational institutions. It's time to restore the proper role of education and get the ball rolling at the local level. School boards can do it by passing policies that reflect the wishes of the parents, but the parents have to speak up and ask. Like in Lakeland, Idaho, where the Lakeland Joint School District Board of Trustees voted to create district policy that requires students to use restrooms and locker rooms that correspond with their biological sex, and the policy identifies gender identity, gender expression, sexual orientation, and transgender identity as topics the district will not discuss, address, or educate children about. The policy aims to protect parents' rights by preventing teachers from talking to a student about gender or sexuality without elevating the conversation to include a principal, a counselor, and the parent. Radical gender ideology has no place in our schools, and I, that's Jacqueline Myers, 
fully support this board's commitment to keep the focus on academic achievement and the fundamentals of education. Myers went on to say, just as those who support this new gender ideology wouldn't want their kids to be taught that transgenderism is harmful, all parents should have the right to choose how to educate their children on controversial topics. Myers is the Lakeland Leader for Parents' Rights in Education, a national nonprofit that trains parents and community members to be active in their school districts. We are so proud of Jacqueline, and we need more and more parents just like her standing their ground in their local school districts and supporting good boards when they do the right thing. Going forward, Parents' Rights in Education is going to publish these kinds of policies and share them with everyone across this country. You can take the policy from another board and tailor it to comply with the rules and requirements in your own district. Here are some ideas of policies that we are looking for. We have a proclamation. It's called the Parents' Rights in Education Proclamation, naming November as Parents' Rights in Education Month. Bet you didn't know that. We have a whole month dedicated to celebrating and honoring parents' rights in education. So that would be the first policy that I would recommend that your board passes. Item number two. Reform the student club policy, disallowing any clubs that are based on sexuality or politics. Now you probably get this one pretty quickly because we're talking about the GSA clubs that are really established to solicit and recruit students to make decisions that pertain to their sexuality. And in most cases, school districts are not required to tell their parents that their students are members of these clubs. Number three, reject any anti-American programs and curriculums. That seems to me to be such a no-brainer. When I say anti-American, I'm talking about the promotion of communism, Marxism, socialism, they're all pretty much the same. Teaching students to hate their country. Excuse me, let me back up. Government school teachers compelled to teach students to hate the Constitution and to disrespect our country should not be allowed. That kind of teaching should not be allowed in a public school. It has nothing to do with free speech, but it has everything to do with honoring the United States of America. This is where we live, and our tax dollars are paying these teachers to represent this country in a good light and to teach our students about civil government, which is what we're talking about when it pertains to school boards. The idea is absolutely crazy. I would go so far as to say it's treasonous for a public school teacher to be telling children they should hate their country and that it was founded on slavery 
and to be ashamed that they are part of the United States of America. Item number four on our list is reject policies which require confidentiality for students from their parents. For a teacher to say to a student, a minor child, someone else's minor child, don't worry, honey, you can tell me your secret is safe with me. That is the probably the most anti-parental rights statement anyone could ever make. In fact, isn't that what pedophiles do? They tell children, let's keep this a secret. Item number five, reject policy allowing restroom use by opposite sex students. Number six, pass policies disallowing political recruitment, demonstrations, promotional activities on campus, including the display of banners and posters. Remember, minors can't vote. 90 plus percent of the students in a public school cannot vote. Number seven, pass an opt-in policy for any controversial classes, including comprehensive sexuality education, including outside presenters, field trips, and activities. Required the district to feature full curriculum, including teacher instructions on the internet for parents to review so that they know what they're opting their child into. Number eight, annually advise teachers, board members, and staff regarding their rights and options related to affiliation with the state school board association and the state teachers union. Now, on this subject, I want you to make it clear to you that teachers do not have to be affiliated with the National Education Association or a local affiliate. There are other options for them. So, and usually that takes place in September of every school year when they make that decision whether or not they want to stay with the union. So I'd encourage them to get out. Next, school boards do not have to be affiliated with the state school board association. They can choose a different affiliation. And our last item on this short list, which will be growing, is to install cameras in the classrooms. Now, before I conclude, I want to remind you that we have on our website trainings, which are courses on how to testify and how to run for school board. So if you are approaching the school board season, uh, make sure that you file in time and be sure you check out those courses. They're free, and we've created them just for you. What do you think? I'm excited about this and looking forward getting feedback from you guys out there in the trenches. Please send us, if you're on a school board, send us the good policies you're passing. Take a stand. This is Parents' Rights. Now. Now.
please check your show notes for links. If you agree with us, why not consider making a monthly contribution to Parents' Rights in Education? We are a tax-deductible nonprofit organization and depend on contributors like you who contribute in small amounts every month. This is a crisis. It's a national crisis. Give today. ParentsRightsInEducation.com. <laughs>